I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's the Tired and Tested Podcast. Enjoy the safe play zone over half an hour of laughs and the occasional little moan. Normal life and all this strife is what we like to speak. Things like saggy boobs and hangovers that last a freaking week. From perky tits to kill and it's a snack bitch when I'm dead. I'm realizing the parenting is just living in bumworm dread. Happy listening to the podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Tired and Tested podcast with me, Sophie McCartney, who is exceptionally tired and tested today. I've got a little bit of jet lag loose. Oh, a bit of jet lag going on because I'm such an international jet setter. I would say I'd feel for you, but I don't because you've had a... A holiday in the century. I have to be right. Okay, I, I am going to set out with a little bit of a of a warning that I am going to sound like an ungrateful wanker. I have had a lovely holiday in the sunshine. I have okay, and I appreciate that. You know, not everybody can get away and do that. So I am very lucky that I've been able to go away and do that. However, I did go with all of my children, and um, and and it wasn't really a holiday, was it? It's not really a holiday. And do you know what? When so it gets me is when you come back from holiday, people go, "Oh, did you have a lovely holiday with your family?" And I'm like, "No, because because I was with my family." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you have a lovely relaxing holiday with your kids? No, what would the, like those words do not go together to equal a yes? I did not have a lovely relaxing holiday with my children. I was away in the sun basically trying to stop all three of my children from dying from various different things. And there's something about going on a holiday that just turns my kids into absolute dicks. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's got to be the sun. Whether, or whether it's just the enforced family time because we've taken them away from their normal routine, taken them away from their friends and, you know, and, and we've just said, right, you've just got your brothers or you've just got your brother and your sister for um, 10 days go and they just murder each other they're screaming they're shouting and jack turned into because it was actually jack's birthday while we were away so he turned 11 legs 11 legs 11 and he has got blooming legs like no one for miles but the night before do you remember the kevin and perry uh, yes sketch where they, 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 kevin turns into the teenager i'm not joking it was like that the night before his birthday and he'd been a little bit aggy for a couple of days before and he he gets into a bit of a grump and you know he he kind of you know he's a bit sulky but not anything like this I'd left Steve and Jack downstairs to have a game of checkers they had like a a floor game downstairs in the hotel in 1965 yes we did time travel so feckin long to get there anyway so I'd left them downstairs and I'd got up to bed well come up to get Nate in bed and sort some stuff out so I was still awake when they came back and they came in and Jack, it was, oh, I can't even describe it. It was like a different person. It was like a different child. It's like the body snatchers had come in and they'd taken my child and replaced him with a teenager. This is all the night before his birthday. And he, was, he's, and he wouldn't speak. He would not speak. He was just making this noise. <laughs> That's it. That's all he was doing. Like he was having a really bad tricky poo. And I was like, sweetheart, what? I was like, I, I, was, I wondered whether he'd hit his head. He'd fallen over he'd hurt himself because he just, he was not communicating. He was making this awful noise. And then 
once he did then did start actually speaking he was just throwing shit insults at steve and and i was like babe i was like come on if we're gonna if we're gonna insult your dad like make it worth it (laughs) make it count okay just call call him a dickhead like go for it if you because you're gonna get into trouble either way here don't just be like you're an idiot Steve's going mad at him because he's being so disrespectful to Steve. And it was just like his shoulders, the expression on his face. It was horrible. But then we had to get up in the morning and be like, happy birthday. <laughs> happy you're birthday, you prick. Yeah, exactly. You're the presents. You don't deserve your knobhead. And, like, and I said to Steve, I was like, we can't not give him his birthday presents on his birthday. And because he woke up in the morning and it was in a, in a way it was quite funny because he woke up and it was like he'd been pissed the night before <laughs> and he had a hangover. It's the, it's the only thing that I can liken it to. And he kind of knew that he'd been a dickhead the night before. And so he was dead sheepish. And it's exactly how Steve is when he wakes up in the morning and he's been a knob after he's been drinking and I've been crossing him for something. And he woke up and he was like, hi morning <laughs> morning happy birthday is there anything you'd like to say to mommy and daddy and he's like sorry <laughs> tail between his legs yeah it really was like he's had a hangover and he was having to apologize to everybody for being a little twat um, so then we gave him his birthday presents. We'd wanted um a Lionel Messi shirt because he now plays for Inter Miami which is David Beckenstein and from nowhere two days before we went on holiday he said he wanted a Messi shirt and they're really hard to get but I managed to get one Hang on, is it not Lionel Messi? Lionel. Oh, is it? Is that just yeah. like, is that, is that how it, oh, I always thought it was Lionel? Yeah, he's Lionel. No, it's not Lionel. It's like Lionel Blair. I'm not one for football. Okay, so Lionel. No, because Lion, Lion, he's, Argent, he's, he's Argentinian, isn't he? He's Lionel. Okay, good. Le- okay. No, no. Oh, my name's Lionel. Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi's the name. <laughs> Messi is my game. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's hard to get, but I managed to get him on. I managed to get him this bloody shirt. The, all the anxiety that it wasn't going to get to me before we went on those. So I got him that. And then we got him a phone. We got mm-hmm. him a phone. Oh, so, so I know. We have held out and we have held out and we have held out on the phone. And he's probably one of the last kids in his class to get a phone now I didn't buy him a phone he got one of my old iPhones you know that had a big crap down the front it's in a drawer it isn't worth selling that's what he got and um, battery life this is going to kill him off because the battery only lasts about 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> sucker exactly yeah exactly we don't need we don't need you know um like you know the the time restrictive apps on things guys just give your kids old iPhones and they can only have 20 minutes of screen time <laughs> today, and that's it. it's, it's universe yeah exactly nature's way <laughs> old iPhone but um so we gave so I gave him this iPhone and like the minute I gave it to him I regretted my life choices but the reason that I gave it to him is because he is now starting to walk home from school um and he'll be going to high school in September and he needs to get the bus and I just need to stalk my child I need find my kid on on my phone so I can see where he is at all times what apps are they whatsapping are they playing something well he's asked me if he can have whatsapp and I've said no um And apparently there is a class WhatsApp group and no good can come of this, right? And he's apparently the only kid who's not on the class WhatsApp. And I said to him, I was like, well, here's the thing, Dylan. I was like, if you have WhatsApp, I was like, mummy is going to have to enforce spot checks on this. You're 11. You can't just be left. You're not mature enough to be able to just say whatever you want to your friends because... Uh, isn't it so difficult? And I was finding it really difficult to explain this to him because even as adults, I think that we say things over 
text communication that can be taken out of context. They can be read the wrong way. And it's not the kids. You're not bothered about the kids reading his messages. It's the kids' parents. The parents picking up the phone. What is he doing? (laughs) So I said, well, okay, if you have WhatsApp, then I can pick up your phone because I because I control it all on family sharing from my phone. So I have all his passwords. I have he doesn't know his password. So I have access to everything. I can put screen time on everything, shut him down, turn his internet off, everything. And I said, well, I will pick up your phone and I will look at WhatsApp. So I said, you can have WhatsApp as long as you're happy that I can pick it up and look at it. And he was like, well, no, no, mommy. I was like, well, sorry, if if you if you are not wanting me to see what you're writing, then you're saying things that you shouldn't be writing. Also this morning, so he's gone to school. It's not got a SIM card in it yet. That's how disorganized I am. So uh, you can't even actually use it. He can't, yeah, I can't track him. And he said, can I take it to school? And he's saying, I was like, well, no, Daniel, because mommy needs to get a SIM card for it. I need to get a page. You go, I don't understand page. You go now, nowadays, by the way, it's dead, dead confusing. I was like, mommy just needs to work out what the best deal is and everything. And, and then I'll sort it out. He said, can I just go and can I just show my phone? show my friends and I can get on the internet at school on the wi-fi and I was like no you can't I was like school aren't just handing out the wi-fi code to all the kids that don't use their data up so he's, he has gone to school today for just no purpose apart from just to show his mates but as he was um leaving he made a friend on holiday he made a friend who was a girl not a girlfriend okay not a girlfriend she was well he's not going to tell you know, if it was his girlfriend know, but she was more Evelyn so Evelyn made friends with her and then it turns out she's actually in the same year at Jack and they only live about 15 minutes away from us at home so which is nice anyway so he'd been he'd said can I have Alice's number so they'd swapped and I was like well, you don't have a number <laughs> I was like but you can have his email address and you can my message him and anyway and so we messaged this morning saying oh Alice's message can I send she's asked if I can send her a picture and I was like of what <laughs> and, he, and he just looked at me really confused and said my face mm-hmm. so again I'm there trying to make a butty in the morning to give to go in the pat lunch whilst trying to explain the dangers of sexting to my 10 year old I went without, without encouraging, encouraging it, it. Yeah. and it's a very fine line I said then I said what what would you do if if somebody asked you to send a picture of your private parts <laughs> she looked at me like I'd lost the completely I went ew I think that they were really shifty. I was like, it's the right answer. It's the right answer. I was like, and, and the thing is, darling, you can never send a picture of your private parts to to somebody um, because you're just not allowed. And he's like, well, why would I? I said, okay. But now what I'm worried oh, about, now what I'm worried about, so I've, I've drummed this message into him. I mean, quite early in the morning for don't send dick pics to 10-year-old girls, right? But now what now what I'm worried about is that I've ingrained this in his mind so when he's 25 or something and a girl's like sent him a message oh boy depending which way he goes yeah yeah and somebody has sent him a message of their bits and it's you know it's consensual on their side and they're like send me a pic and he's gonna reply my mum won't let me (laughs) (laughs) or he's gonna ask me He's going to ask me whether he can send a dick pic to somebody. He's got to look left, right, left again and ask his mum before he sends a dick pic. <laughs> what? That's very good. Like they don't, they, somebody needs to make a parenting book about this, about how you explain, uh, maybe there is, maybe, how you can explain all the dodgy consensual things to children without making them really weird in later life. Yeah. But you know, you've got to teach. You've got to teach them consent. You've got very, very important. I'd rather that mm. and him to be embarrassed about that than what, what could, could come, come from the other way, exactly, right? Exactly. Exactly. 
get it in there early. Just maybe, just maybe not while, you know, you, you're buttering a bit of bread at the same time and trying to make a lunchbox. <laughs> it was, it was a very, very confusing time for all concerned. Oh my goodness. So back to the yeah, holiday. Okay. I have been, I'm really, um, I'm really, so you went to Went Dubai. to Dubes. You've only been to the airport. Only been to the airport. Which, by the way, is a very impressive airport as far as airports go. Flipping huge, isn't it? It's massive. We got there and the kids, <laughs> it was so funny. They were just like mouths open in awe and they just turned around and went, wow, this place is the future. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and also, it feels like it's laced in gold. So fancy. They also likened it to, um, have you seen the Disney film Zootropolis? Yeah. <laughs> they, thought, they thought we'd taken them on holiday to Zootropolis. <laughs> Oh my goodness, hilarious. So tell me, I've been, we've not spoken since you got back. So I really am intrigued because last time we were talking about the fact that you were going to be taking the three kids to Australia. Dubai is, how long is the flight to Dubai? So to to get to Australia. Seven on the way there, eight on the way back for Dubai. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Australia is basically like 24. Yeah. How are we feeling? about you how are we feeling about you too go on tell me I've been waiting I've been waiting to see how this goes Um, I was probably about 20 minutes into the flight out of Manchester and I massively regretted my life choices (laughs) I don't know how I'm gonna do it Liz but I've told them that they're all going so now I can't turn around and say mummy's not taking you all to be fair the, the big two were fine Jack did not move. On the flight home yesterday, Jack did not move out of his seat for eight hours. Yeah, but times that by three. Yeah, but I still think he probably wouldn't. He was. He must have been so dehydrated. He didn't get up once for a piss. Just was like, happy as. <laughs> Had a screen in front of him with no restrictions. People kept bringing him snacks and he was just having the best time ever. Evelyn also the same. She wanted to get up a few times and go for a wee. But apart from that, I didn't, didn't hear them. The problem was Natey Chops who is now at the running, like the wind, speed of wind. And on the way out, it wasn't too bad because I had, Steve was sat behind me. We were in a row of three. And Steve was then on the row behind me. So he just was standing on my knee doing peak bow with Steve behind. Wanted He just wanted to sit, as long as he could see Steve, didn't want to sit with Steve. Like when I tried to pass him off, he'd start crying and he'd want to crawl back and sit with me but as long as he could see Steve and he could get off my knee and walk around the seat and you know and he was fine the problem with coming home yesterday was they'd given us the extra leg room which was nice because you can get the sky cots the problem also was he's too big for the sky cot so we had so we had the extra leg room but with no real benefit of this because we couldn't put him in the sky cot because he was eight times bigger than the sky cot (laughs) I mean if I'd like folded him in half and just put my elbow down I could have got him in the sky car so that's so anyone flying Emirates by the way if you ever fly Emirates if your child is over six months you can't use the sky car so this was an interesting fact for me because when we flew uh, to America last summer and we went with Virgin their sky cots are much bigger they're kind of more just like a flat bed that you get you strap them into so it doesn't matter if they're bigger and that's what I was expecting with Emirates it's a it's like a bassinet thing like that's what it's like on BA. That's when we flew to America. Even when I think Bowie was only about seven, six months maybe. And he was little. And we had like the bassinet and BA to fly to America to see Jazz. And even then he was in like a coffin. <laughs> yeah. Very small. So, um, so, so but the problem was that so they'd given us, still kept us in those seats, but then said, well, you can't use the Skycock because your kid's giant. Um, and they put Steve because it was a row three where the extra leg room was. They put Steve on the other side of the galley. So, you know, the, the kitchen bit. So the problem being that Nate could see Steve, but he couldn't get to Steve. 
And even when then with the seatbelt signs off, he was then trying to run back and forward. But it's where all the cabin crew were preparing all the hot meals. It's, you know, it, and, and it was just a nightmare. It was the, on the way back was the worst. And so I was up and down with him. And because we were on this big Airbus and it had first class upstairs. So they had this roped off area. Obviously, we were not first class of this. This roped off area with these big stairs, and they make the stairs look so exciting. Well, first off, there's a bar at the top that you can see. So, I mean, as as a grown up, imagine, imagine. So, there's the bar at the top, and then so there's a big rope, and of course, a big rope to a small child is just it's fair game, that isn't it? There's something good on the other side of that rope, and they want it. But not only that, but they put all twinkly lights inside of the stairs, so it was basically Alton Towers. A one-year-old, and but they're not allowed to play on it because you know it's the first glass stairs, and so they kept coming along and being like, "Oh, please remove your child from the stairs," and like, "Don't put the big fucking twinkly stairs in the middle of an airplane." Then, if that was me, I'd be like, "Right, Nate, just let him go," and then I'd be like, "Oh, guys, I'm so sorry, my baby has just gone. I'll go and get him." Don't, no, 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 you carry on doing your job. I'll go and get him up the stairway, up the stairway to heaven, and just be like, "Oh." Oh, while I'm here, would you mind? I'm a little bit thirsty. <laughs> mug. Do you know what though? And something I was actually, I wasn't overly impressed with Emirates for this actually. And I will, you know, I'm, Emirates have not paid me to go on holiday, so I will feel free to speak my mind. This episode is, is definitely not sponsored, sponsored by Emirates. By Emirates. Um, and all the cabin crew, they're all really helpful. But ap- apart from obviously the seating issue, is why would you put a family? And we kept trying to change it, and they wouldn't let us. They said they'd overbooked the flight, which is also dick moves, like from airlines. So they'd overbooked, so some poor people wouldn't have been allowed on the plane because they're very forbidden. Anyway, but they've overbooked, so there was no wriggle room for the movement around in the cabin for different seats. And I was like, but why would you put a a separate a family to that degree where Steve is actually sat in a separate part of the plane? Steve was delighted, by the way. Steve was fucking (laughs) delighted. He got on the plane and he was like, oh, I don't feel well. I feel a bit fluey. And he'd been, and and he was like, I just think I need to rest. And I was like, do you? You think you need to rest? Well, sorry, motherfucker. That isn't happening. <laughs> anyway, so that's so, so that so he was sat on the other side, and obviously I was saying about the fact that he was Nate was running in between. So what I then had to do, Steve came and sat in my seat. I had to sit on the floor, wedged between the wall and the seats where the extra leg room was, and then Nate would sit on the floor. And if I was sat there, he would sit on the floor and he would play and he wouldn't run. So we've paid money for this extra seat, and I'm sat on the floor. But then a lovely girl comes up to me one of the, one of the cabin crew girls I don't think you can, can we call them air hostesses anymore I don't know if that's it's, no, it's cabin just crew. cabin crew anyway she comes over and she'd been lovely and she said I'm really really sorry she said this isn't me she went this has come from my manager you're not allowed to sit on the floor and <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we were four hours into an eight-hour flight where I'd spent <laughs> at least three and a half running up and down this bloody plane after my child oh i bet everyone fucking loved i know exactly but at this point we're contained and i'm sat nate is sat on the floor he's reading the hey doggy book everything is quiet everything is calm and i was just i mean i was dead nice to her but i was like okay i was like here's the thing who are you like here's the thing judy (laughs) fucking judy here's the fucking thing your name's sean but i'm gonna call you judy okay I was like, I and, and, and I ran through this scenario, and I was like, somewhere somebody's allocated us these these seats, and it and it's and it's a bit ridiculous. And my child is running through your legs. You're carrying hot food. You've got hot drinks. The trolley's nearly taken him out about four times. Okay, it is easier for everybody if if we just stay here. I said, and I was I was like, you know, I was obviously me, you know me. I'm not confrontational. I was very nice. 
And I just said, if your manager would like to come and talk to me directly about this issue, please, please tell him, and I knew it was a him, please come and tell him to come and talk to this very tired mother sitting on the floor of her own choice when she has a seat because this is not what I want to be doing with my eight hours. And she went, oh, okay. And then he didn't come. <laughs> he didn't come. Is the floor lava? I don't know whether like my weight might tip plane downwards if I'm sat on the floor out of the way in the extra leg room that we've probably paid for somewhere along the way. Like I don't, I don't know. Anyway, fortunately about an hour after that, he gave up the ghost and he went to sleep for 20 minutes. So I got to sit down and, oh, watch, 20 minutes. and watch three minutes of Oppenheimer. So um, yeah. Great thing to watch while you're on an aeroplane. Not not about those two guys from um, Selling Sunset, which is what I discovered halfway. <laughs> Oppenheim group. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, I was thinking perhaps she should just be considering what that would, what your flight to Australia could be like with, uh, you know, a Dubai flight times three, or we could just use the money that we would, that you would have sent and, put us in business class <laughs> if I like that whole way oh god I just I, if if this now happens with the kids I'm gonna have to break this up into about eight different stopovers along the way I'm gonna have to leave for Australia two months before my first tour date <laughs> yeah. no, I can see myself right when I do that last date in Perth I'm gonna have to just apply for residency in Australia because I know I know how awful it's I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to do it again I'm not gonna be able to go back I'm not please guys I can't do it again oh my god and people you know people um because I've been away and people had been messaging me saying any advice that you've got about um about taking a toddler on a plane I was like yeah, yeah. don't don't do it <laughs> just don't, don't do, do it. it just don't same thing happened to me last year when I went on when I, Jez was in America and I remember I had Kit was three and then I had uh Bowie who was six months and people were like, oh, my God, what was, what's your advice? I'd be like, just don't do it. Like, save your sanity. Like, if you have a choice to not do this, don't. don't. do it. Wait till they're old enough so that they can enjoy screen yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Even Kit was, like, ha- didn't have the attention span to watch a screen for seven hours. No, it is hard graft. And I think we're very lucky being in the UK, being so close to beautiful European destinations as well. So I would say short haul it. <laughs> short all it unless you absolutely have to would probably be my advice i wonder if you um if you maybe take diazepam oh no sorry that's not way <laughs> sorry i misread the situation <laughs> maybe maybe you just say there's been a change mommy has to go and do some tour dates so we're moving australia and just take them to like lanzarote or something babes they'll never know then they'll come back and show tell the kids all about how amazing the patatas bramas was in australia <laughs> There's canary and potatoes out of this world. <laughs> you know, you live and you learn. And, I, you know, I feel like this is potentially the universe giving you a heads up. Yeah, and, and, and like this is your chance. You've not booked your flights yet. This is your chance yeah, to just exactly. back out. This is your chance to just go, hang on, like do this, dread it and hate it. Or do I fly business class and just... With have- Lucy and have a lovely time in Australia for 10 days. <laughs> Answers, votes on a postcard, please, guys. What should you do? Thing is, you'd have so much fun with me in business class. Oh, we would. Imagine. You'd be falling down the stairs. I think you'd get a free bar in business class. She'd be up, she'd be down, and then she'd just be headfirst into economy the whole way. (laughs) 
but I do feel that the universe really like it's not fair the way that it tricks you because you go you spend your, your youth going on holiday with your parents and then you just think you have this like amazing 10 potentially 20 if you like us 20 well me 20 years of solo travel or with your partner or with your best mates and you have the best holidays ever where you literally do whatever you want and then you have children and it's almost like it goes backwards and it's not really very fair that is it do you know what I miss the most about holidaying um pre-kids and I love my kids I wouldn't I wouldn't swap them out for the world but there are certain elements of my life that I miss from pre-kid world and it is the ease of getting out of a hotel room in the morning oh oh my god yes just literally, don't even shower. Flap, put your towels on, whack on your swimmers, yeah, and, and get out. You and you can put your cream on around the pool, and you can have like you have a croissant, and just get out. And that whole process takes half an hour. And um, I was getting up right, so I would get up at half seven. I'd go to the gym in the morning. But let me tell you, it was the most blissfully beautiful, quiet hour of my day. So I was like, Stevie, stay in bed. I'm going to go to the gym. Bye, 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 bye. And I would go, and the gym was gorgeous overlooked the pool it was really like it was so nice it was so swank loved it had had a lovely time on my own um and then I'd come back to the room and I would say to Sarah so I'd set the alarm I'd be like right you need to get the kids up by the time I'm back from the gym you need to have them up get the sun cream process started without fail every time I'd knock on the door he'd answer it bleary eyed he'd just gone back to sleep so at this point it's half past eight maybe we then have to get the kids up. None of the kids want to get up because they've been late the night before because we're all out of whack. The device four hours ahead. And so like they're all, all their time is completely off. And so we've been letting them stay up late. To be fair, Nate sleeps through on holiday because he goes to sleep at about nine, ten o'clock and he sleeps through and that works for us. And, you know, jobs are good. And, yeah. But the, the flip is getting them all out of bed the next morning. So then by the time we put all the sun cream on, by the time you've gathered all the shit, I've tipped, I've loaded the pram up. I am moving home and I don't have any other vehicle to take any of my belongings in. You can't even get through a doorway because you've got so much inflatable shit stopping you from getting out. You can't, that is a barrier. You can't even leave the room because the pram is too wide to leave the room. The minute that you lift the baby out, the pram's on the floor and all your shit's on the floor. You're all up, get it. <laughs> you're, down, you're down at breakfast, then you go and do the breakfast buffet. So how the breakfast buffet would roll when we were on holiday is that, so you get in, it's absolute fucking carnage. There's just a sea of people everywhere. There's just piles of donuts on their plates at seven o'clock in the morning. I'd say to Steve, right, you get the high chair for Nate, order some more milk for his bottle. I'm going to take the kids. So I'd go off with the kids and we'd go and we'd get our stuff. I'd then sit down with Nate. I'd say to Steve, you go. So then he goes off. I've still not got any food at this point. Steve then goes off. He's at the omelet station for five fucking years. While I'm there, just trying to spoon foreign Weetabix into Nate's mouth. And he's like, what the fuck is this? This ain't no oldie Weetabix. What, what is this? Fusing. On the floor beneath him is then just a mountain. Like, you know, you see um, the food waste mountains on the news that, that, you know, from all the stuff that people don't use. That's basically what's under Nate's high chair of everything that he just refused to eat. I'm there just trying to pick up all these bits of soggy watermelon off the floor. But I've still not had anything to eat. Steve's come back with his omelette, like having a lovely time. So he then has to eat his hot omelette. And then I eventually go, right, I'll go and get something. I just go, I just get a bowl of fruit and yogurt and I just shove it down my pie hole. And then, and then we go. But by this point, it's eleven o'clock in the morning. So we're then hitting the pool probably for quarter past eleven. I've already sun creamed them, thank God. So they can then just go in and throw themselves. And then I have to walk around. Just I, I feel like a, a mum's 
well, and dad, I'm not, you know, not specifically doing this, but I, parents, but I do send Steve into the pool with the big kids. So that is kind of my thing. So Steve will go and play it because I try and be a fun mom and, but I hate it. Um, because they, they get on me in the pool and they have all their little scratchy toenails. They don't swim. They don't want to swim. They just want to get in the pool and sit on my head <laughs> like a seagull. That's all they want to do. <laughs> just climb, climb on top of me. Climb and over sit you. On my head. Yeah, and yeah. they've all their little scratchy toenails digging into me. And I'm just like, oh, I'll get in and swim with you. But you don't want to. Jack's there armed and dangerous. He's found a water nerf gun from somewhere just shooting it in my face. So I'm just like, if you shoot me in the face, I'm going to kill you. So I'm like, see, if you go in the pool with the kids, I'll do I'll do the walk around the pool with Nate. And so he's got his little water vest on. He wants to kind of throw himself in the pool and I have to drag him out by his armpits and take him to the toddler bit. He then gets stuck in the toddler pool for about 45 minutes because Steve's then made a dad friend at the bar and never to be seen ever again. My back's burnt to shit. Nate then wants to get out and run, just run, just continually run. And they're like doing a mum run after him in a bikini that's not supportive enough for my boobs. And then the absolute pinnacle of his holiday was the shower to wash your feet and so I then would have to stand there watching Steve in the distance like having a lovely time just pushing the button on the shower so the water comes out and washes his toes <laughs> that's it that was it and that was all day and then because we we're in Dubai in winter it get the sun drops off at like it probably you, you get the sun till about five half five but it probably loses its heat at about four and it was beautiful weather it was like 27 it was perfect I probably wouldn't want to go to Dubai any other time of year because it's so hot um but you don't get a very long day unless you're a really fucking organized person doesn't have kids who gets up at the crack of dawn because it's warm from about eight but we would miss half the day just trying to get out of the hotel room trying to get out <laughs> to breakfast <laughs> and so then the kids are like I'm hungry I'm hungry uh, uh, like, oh, I was like, I'm not taking you into a restaurant to eat because we've only been outside for two hours at this point. So you're just going to have to have all the stuff that I've stolen from the breakfast buffet. <laughs> so this year we took Tupperware to steal from the breakfast buffet. So normally we take napkins and well, we steal napkins and then steal the food and put it inside the napkins. This year, to be fair to my husband, he packed Tupperware. Was that specific for the buffet? For the buffet steal. Mm -hmm. So in the mornings we then go and circulate and I'd do a sweep of all, all, all the bread rolls. People must have seen me walking around with a plate of bread, one plate of bread, one plate of biscuits and other things to feed the kids around the ball. All the snacks have been like, fat fucking bitch. <laughs> but, and this is, and I know some people, it's controversial, the buffet steal, but I know some people say that they don't agree with it and because it's, you know, like costing the hotel money. But my argument would be this, that um, I have my bowl of fruit and yogurt in the mornings and other people they like pile their plates high right so i'm just taking mm -hmm. what i would have eaten at yeah. breakfast and taking it later and we don't like food waste exactly and you know and a lot of all the pastries and stuff they're not gonna be good for the next day so you, you have you have to take them exactly um, but you do feel like a proper crim and the buffet police are going to come for you so we're there under the table just like putting in like <laughs> putting all the stuff in and i'm like jack 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 put it in the bottom of the pram and he's like i don't want to put it in the bottom of the pram i don't want to, to, to be caught red under with the buff and i was like very happy to palm off the, the stolen tupperware wares off on my child so that if we got caught they'd get him and put him in jail instead of me <laughs> and so yes yeah, so they'd have so around the pool they would have that and then nate would go for a sleep at um about half past one two and that was i love my i love my third child so much that was the best point in the whole day when nate went to sleep uh, and he'd had his hour nap and you could set your watch by him he'd have an hour and we'd put him in 
And then, but you're on the clock, aren't you? You're like, Ooh. and then we were like, Steve and I yeah. were like, right, bums on loungers, go. So I think I let tan on a sun lounger for one hour every day, and I only tan on a sun lounger. I I don't tan walking around, and I don't know why that is. I have to, the only way I can tan is if I'm laying on my ass and I'm just absorbing, worshiping, yeah, worshiping. But I don't get. I'd like, but I, I like the kids. The kids are so brown, and they were in factor fifty, just in the pool, swimming, walking around, doing stuff. I, I don't do that. I must have just a really brown scalp. Right. Well, I'm going to tell you something because this is something our generation, I always believed when I was younger, having going like for a factor 15 would up my chances of getting a decent tan. Yeah. You know, if you could the lower, like get more. Last year when I was in, when I was away, I was putting on factor 50 because I was just had it. Best tan I've ever had in my life. Oh, really? There you go. So I think it's because we are fools thinking that a lighter lighter factor. Yeah, maybe. I mean, And also we need to stop that mentality of feeling like getting a good tan is a good thing. It is really bad for your skin. It is. Um, I don't go past 30. I go 50 on my face so I have my skin and me and that is brilliant. I actually need to put it on twice a day and that is it. It's really, really good. And then I didn't drop below 30 so I don't anymore drop below 30. I used yeah. back to four. God's awful, isn't it? When you think about it. Oh my God. But I forgot, I've got um as well, I, I think I've got my dad's Irish skin. Um, so pasty. When, yeah, a little bit pasty. So whenever I would go on holiday, I would go on holiday with my friends who had more sort of olivey skin and they'd be on like the factor eights and the factor fifteens. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to be on that as well. I don't know why I thought that I had to be on that as well. And I would just be like, literally, I remember one year, one year we went to Spain and I'd, we'd arrived, literally whack, I put my sun cream on so fast. I'd literally just wiped it off my legs. And then there was the sun oh, no. in between the, the fingers. Oh my God, Sophie, it was, it was, you could see the finger marks from where I got stripey legs. And it was the most painful sunburn ever. So yeah, wear your sunscreen, kids. Did, did I tell you who I saw on holiday, babes? Who I saw on holiday, who I was um, rubbing shoulders with in the kids' pool. Rubbing shoulders with, go on. I know, slash, slash, um, pretending I hadn't seen him and put my extra dark sunglasses on so I could have a good go. So you could stay. <laughs> it was only bloody Andy Murray. Wimbledon champ. Wimbledon champ. Once or twice, was he? You know, he didn't do it all that often. But um, I, was, I, was in the pool, I was in the baby pool next week. We had a water park that was built into the, into the hotel. And so Steve had gone off with the big kids to go and do the skate rides and just left me and Nate. And I'd seen, his wife had seen Kim but I hadn't realised. I just thought, oh, I know her from somewhere. Just couldn't couldn't place her. And I was actually eyeing up here. Cosy, she had a really nice. She She's is beautiful. Yeah, she had a beautiful Cosy on. I was I was gawping out. And then I looked over my shoulder and in my head I went, There's Andy Murray. And then I just turned back around again. Then I went, Well, there's Andy Murray. And he was literally stood behind me. And then he came and stood next to me in the pool. And I was like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Do I say, Hey Andy, do you want to come on the podcast? Yes! Do you know what? I reckon Kim would be up for a good laugh. Well, I didn't speak to him because I'm I'm a shitbag. And also, like, I don't... Like, people come up to me on holiday, you know, me, me and Andy, you know, A-list. A-list. And, and I, I don't mind having... I actually quite like chatting to people, but that's because it's quite it's yeah. quite sporadic. Do you know what I mean? I, people don't plague me. And, you know, it's not, it's not the same. It is 100% not the same. Yeah. If anybody comes to talk to me, I'm like, oh, my God, you follow me? Oh, no, that's mad. We're in the same place at the same time. And so I'll have a lovely chat with whoever that is. But Andy Murray, like, people must just, yeah. must be so annoying. So I thought, there's absolutely no way I'm speaking to him. Well, I thought, but how can I infiltrate this situation? Really annoyingly, though, 
and um, one of his kids that was there that was probably about the same age as Evelyn um I thought I know and she was off I thought oh if she would have gone over and I would have been like make friends with that kid make friends with that kid make friends with that kid and they'd be like hi but it was Nate and he was too young yeah um but I thought oh Andy Murray but then so Andy Murray then left so I then lost eyesight of Andy and then Kim went somewhere. And in the corner of the pool, there was a Wimbledon towel. <laughs> now, the hotel, Gippy Towel. So somebody had specifically brought a Wimbledon towel with them. Like no other beach towel was like, around the pool because they were all the stripy hotel towels apart from this Wimbledon town. And I was like, oh my God, Andy Murray, what a cock. Oh my God. <laughs> you have brought your Wimbledon. And it was like 2018 or something. And it was so it was circle when I think he might have actually won it. It's it's like you lying on a sun lounger with your two number one bestsellers on the like <laughs> Double Sunday Times number one bestseller across the front of it. Anyway, I've like taken a picture of this. I've put this on Instagram. I'm like, is this Auntie Murray's towel? I was like, I can't, I was like, I kind of want it to be, but it's so cringe. But then also imagine if it is not Andy Murray's towel, right? And you have brought, you are just a random person who has brought this Wimbledon towel down to the pool thinking people are going to think I've won Wimbledon. (laughs) (laughs) And then imagine the horror, the sheer horror of sitting there. Everybody else has got a stripy pool towel. You're sat on a Wimbledon towel and Andy Murray walks in front of you (laughs) the social awkwardness of this and so I was dying I was dying inside right anyway but Andy Murray did not see near the Wimbledon towel didn't see anybody near the Wimbledon towel then the next day somebody messages me on Instagram who follows me and said um I just want to let you know it was not Andy Murray's towel it was my husband's towel and I can confirm (laughs) he is not Andy Murray oh love it I was like, oh my God, I'm dying for you, babe. It's like, like secondhand embarrassment of the Andy Murray towel. I know, oh, I know, God. right? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, Luce. Hit me with your Urban Dictionary corner this week. What is it? Is it Andy Murray orientated? Is it Scottish? It's not. Okay. So what do you think a flying squirrel is? Flying squirrel. Okay. Is it? <laughs> is it? Right. Oh, the mental image. And it's not that dirty. But this is literally the first thing that popped in the head when you said that. Go on, I'm just excited. Go on. Picture Steve on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Legs spread out. 
little Steve is standing to attention, right? He's prepped, he's primed, he's ready to go. Then <laughs> imagine me yeah. from the other side of the room. I've done my zoomy arms. I've done a, I've done a massive sprint. I've Andy buried towards his balls, right? And I've leapt. I've landed on his nuts. Straight on, straight in. I'm going to have cystitis for six years afterwards. Is it that? (laughs) No, but let me, I'm going to give you one last chance and I'm going to give you the context sentence, okay? Oh my gosh. You know that crazy guy, Jake? He pulled a flying squirrel in computer class. (laughs) Crazy, okay. He did a big fucking nasty, dirty sneeze and a load of snot flew across the room into the computer screen. I was like, is that it? Um, Do you know what? When I tell you this one... You're going to be like, oh, of course. Oh, all right, yeah. Um, probably not, but yeah, go on. Okay, a flying squirrel is when you grab your one's testicle bag with the tips of fingers, both hands, and stretch the skin into opposite directions. And this resembles <laughs> a flying squirrel. <laughs> Do you get Why it? Was Jake doing that in computing class? Why was he doing that? Lads, 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 in it, in it. But um, apparently, your flying squirrel is best displayed for people when tightly pressed against a glass window or door. Typically found in computer labs. <laughs> um, to be fair, uh, Nate does quite a lot of flying squirrels. He's just discovered all of his like his boy bits, so he spends a great amount of time just like pulling them out and and doing stuff. Well, now you know what it's called. You could be like Nate. Stop doing the flying squirrel. There we go. Loose. Let's have a bit of parenting tales slash parenting fails. Parenting tales slash parenting fails. Okay, so this is actually, I've had a few good ones come through and I was like, oh, this is great. But then my friend Beth, can you remember I told you the story about my friend Beth? She left her baby in the car yes. park when she yes. dropped the kids yes, off at school. Yes. How is she in prison? Is she okay? <laughs> Well, we can always rely on Beth to come up with every now and then an absolute cracker. So she's kind of trumped what I did to have planned. I have to tell you this because it's brilliant. So it's actually one of my friends, Beth. She's back. So um, I'm going to call this one Valentine's Day. So last week it was Valentine's Day and um, it was half term as well for a lot of people, wasn't it? So my friend Beth said it was half term last week. So I took the kids into town. It was Valentine's Day, so we went into Card Factory. Mm, pushing the boat out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the big spenders. And she said to the kids that they were allowed to choose a card for John, which is our husband. <laughs> so bear in mind, it's actually Valentine's Day, the day they were in there, so it was absolutely packed with people getting like, their last-minute cards. Um, she's got eight-year-old twins, and then she's got a little one, because you know how she's she left yeah, it, yeah. So yeah. She's bit the oldest ones, they're eight, eight-year-old twins. So she, she sends them off, and off they are in the hunt for her card. Mally, who's her eight-year-old daughter, suddenly said very loudly, Mummy, what's a hard-on? <laughs> so the entire shop starts laughing. And everyone, she's obviously like absolutely mortified. But then she'd already moved on to find to read out another card that she oh, found. No. And she said, if Gary played his cards right, Helen's hair wasn't the only thing getting blown today. I don't get it, Mummy. What does getting blown oh, mean? <laughs> Uh... Oh, 
always said to your card shop, maybe Swerve Card Factory if, if you have the kids with you. Never That's again. quite inappropriate, isn't it, really? So I actually, I asked her um, how she dealt with this because obviously she was asked a question and I, and I was like, Sophie's probably going to ask, you know, how did you, how did you respond to that? Well, Bev, she's Welsh. She's Welsh and she speaks Welsh and so do her kids. So she said, she first, first of all, she had to get her to stop saying hard on very loudly. Then I said it wasn't appropriate and then started to translate it in Welsh for something, the translation for something completely different. So then her, the other twin, the boy, he said, if that meant being hard on someone and that's not very nice. And she said, yes, it's not, it's not very nice. It's a mummy, it's a mummy and daddy yeah, joke. Yeah, hard on are not very joke. nice. Um, you're back at six o'clock in the morning. They're not very nice. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, but then she'd already moved on to and asking what balloon meant and why that didn't make sense. So yeah, just be careful in the card factory. I mean, I, this didn't happen to me on a Valentine's Day card, but one of my friends, so Sam Avery, gave me a lovely card and it said something like, you're fucking amazing on the front. Thanks, Sam. And I'd, and I'd, put, and I'd put it up on the window ledge in the kitchen and Evelyn was like mommy and she's like what is and I was like and she just went what is funking I was like funking funking it's just like you're so cool you're Funkin' amazing. And she was like, yeah, mummy, you are funkin' amazing. And I was like, thank you very much. I was like, like fuck, you can't read very well. And Jack's like, I think you'll find it. And I was like, no! <laughs> okay, so there we go. Another episode is done and dusted for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I'm very impressed with myself that I actually stayed awake. Who knew that podcasting is the perfect cure for jet lag? Um, if you enjoyed and you want to give us a cheeky little rating, um, five stars, please. Anything else, just fuck off. Don't bother. No, no, of course not. Of course not you know i wouldn't want to sway you in any any way there or not i'm um, also as i'm here just kind of just plugging stuff if you want to buy some tickets for the tour there are some still available a smattering i believe for the uk tour and um, there is a link in um in what what's what's it called what what comes up underneath this loose is it a, a a bio in the show notes show notes show notes look in our show notes and there's a link for that if you're australian so sorry about that. Um, we are also, I say we, me, me, I'm on tour, maybe with all of my kids, maybe with Lucy in the background. I know, don't yet know. I'm going to be hitting your shores at the end of May, beginning of June. Same with New Zealand. And again, the link is in there. Have a little click through. I think I've plugged everything that I need to plug. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh my gosh, my book's out in paperback at the end of this month, Lucy, isn't it? 29th of February. Perfect for putting it in your handbag and getting on a plane um, and not reading because you're running up and down it after your children. So, um, but just take it and just live in hope that one day maybe you'll be able to read a book on holiday. And I think that's it. I think that's everything. Thank you so, so much. We will be back next week uh, with more probably tales of debauchery and flying squirrels. Hit the jingle. It's the Tired and Tested podcast. Enjoy the safe play zone over half an hour of laughs and the occasional little moan. Normal life and all this strife is what we like to speak. Things like saggy boobs and hangovers that last a freaking week. From perky tits to kill and it's a snack, bitch, when I'm dead. I'm realising that parenting is just living in bumworm dread. Happy listening to the podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.